Welcome back, Rabbi Dr. Eliezer Brat. The episode that many people have been waiting for. The Hakdama, the Psicha, the Meseches Nadarim. Many of us have been learning Meseches Nadarim now for a few days. We open up the Mesechta, we see it does not look like any other Mesechta in Shas. Hopefully we'll explore why this Mesechta looks different. You have the Ran on the page. You have what it says is Rashi. You have a Taisvis and a Rush in different places. So let's hope that we cover these important questions. And as Rabbi Dr. Brutt has a track record of uncovering something that many of us have not known before, we're hoping for some surprises as well. Okay, so why don't you begin? You've done this throughout the generations, throughout our career together, taking topics and exploring them throughout the generations. So perhaps Mesechus Adarim, you want to start exploring Mesechus Nadarim, was it always learned the same as other Mesechtes, that all the Ga'inim, Rishayinim, have access to it? Um, maybe that's a good place to start. Okay, so as we've done in the past, in some Mesechtes, where we've asked that if they were learned, and we try to trace throughout the generations if it was learned, and through that we get to see which were the Svarim written on the Mesechta. So for we did this for Ma'ikatan specifically, because some people don't learn Ma'ikatan, um, so let's try this with Masech Nadar. Now, the interesting is that Rishayim bring down early on a um, Rabbi Yudai Gain, who was one of the early Gainim, um, and he said some a very interesting um, sentence, in which we'll trace a little bit about that, um, about this sentence as it plays out. Basically, he was talking about something in Hilchus Nadarim, and, and it says, "Lainishnus Nadarim BeYeshiva." They didn't learn in the Gainim's Yeshiva. He was saying about himself, they did not learn Masechnus Nadarim. So Masechnus Nadarim existed. There's a Bavel Yerushalmi, but in the period of the Gainim time, they didn't learn this Masechta. So now um, the Eitzah Gainim from Bam Levin collects a bunch of different sources that bring down this Rabbi Daigayin, and it was a very known thing that they didn't learn the Dharm. Interestingly enough, um, we're Zaycha today, we have a sefer called Eitzer Gainim from this Binyama Maisha Levin, incredible work where he collects all different Gainim, and we see there are some material of Gainim on Masechnas Nadarm. So what exactly did they learn, didn't they learn, and why is a, is a subject of, a, um, of great discussion. Okay, Lamaisa is another issue, which is that when we learn Masechnas Nadarim, we see that the some people notice and note that the Gersais, there's a lot of different um, there's language that's not found in other in many other Masechtas. It's not, it does, the, the Lashen is not as smooth, as some people point out. And is there any possibility, is there any possible explanation behind that? Um, and it seems this has been claimed by many and already, but Lamaisa the Dairisarishainim he rejects this. He says this the, the, the changes in Lashon is there's not too many changes. He um he downplays the changes. He does try to explain a little bit about this Rabbi Daigain, why he said that they, that they didn't learn um Nadarim, but okay. Lamaisa the Marsha already in the beginning of Nadarim writes that he that he didn't write a parish on this Masechta. What did he do? He just was fixing up the mistakes that he found in the Gimel Perushim, which we'll see which Gimel Perushim he's referring to, and 
and because it's so full of mistakes. So we see already that the Marsha is saying that there, there is a lot of mistakes. Lamaisa, many point out that against, not necessarily specifically speaking against the Darius Rishayim, or even aware of the Darius Rishayim's view, but Lamashal, he is aware of the Darius Rishayim's view, is Rebzev Volf Rabinutz. He wrote an incredible sefer called Shari Tyrus Bavel. He has a long arichus that the after he wrote Aris on, on Ganshas, also on Gans Yushalmi, two different another which is another volume. He dies in the twenties, I believe it is. He's from Brisk actually, and he wrote an incredible sefer. And in this sefer, um, it's Aris on Shas, all different types of Aris on the Gemaras, regular Gemaras. And one of the things is he has a arichus is about certain mesechtas. He points out many different shyness changes between these mesechtas. One of them being the Dharam versus the rest of Shas tries to give different explanations, he talks about it, um, and he proposes different theories about why that might be so, but he clearly does hold that there was, um, that th- there is differences in the Lashayness of this Masechta, amongst uh, a few other Masechtas. And it seems, uh, in, at least in the Chaikrim, they accept, they go with, a sim- not necessarily do they know about what he says, but let's say, Yaakov Nachum Epstein, he came to a similar conclusion. There's a fellow, um, Yov Rosenthal, in his doctorate on Masechtas Temura, I think it is, he collects um, a sikum of the people that deal with this question, as does Nachum Danzig in his classic work on Hilchas Psukais, where they just show uh, multiple, multiple sources and discuss what different possibilities behind that. Um, okay, now, Lemaisa, there's Shlem um, Zalman Hevlin, when he talks about this, um, he, he, sorry, he just points to a chuvis a rid, and the rid brings down, um, was asked the following question, Ein um, and then he talks about, um, he brings down that there's this Rabbi Yudai Gain, and, and therefore he also was, he himself, there's the rid talking about himself, was not noyig to be matter nedarim. Okay, now, so we see, because this Rabbi Dagoyin, already much later on, in the times of Rishayim, the Rid is, is actually, actually going like this. Okay. Lamaisa, Lamashal, the Meiri, in his Seder Kabbalah, where he talks about it, um, where he talks about his, in his famous essay in the history of Rishayim, he also brings down, when he talks about which Sadarim they learned, he brings down this, B'Shem the um, Sefer Itim that Masechim Sadarim was not learned, and much, we say much less, many, much less Chachamim learned this Masechta. Again, this is connected to the fact about Big Matter Nether? Um, so, what's the story behind Rabbi Yudha Goyen? I am not going into. Perhaps it might have to do with the Sugius of Kal Nidre, which we might, might not, depending on time, um, etc., get to a separate episode about the origins of, of Kal Nidre, which it might help understand this, but we're not Right now, I'm just throwing out that there's such a thing. People heard of it, and I'm mentioning it. Rabbi Brat, that means you're saying there's what to talk about, why Kol Nidre has become the focal point for many of Yom Kippur, connected to Masech Nasadarim? I can't say why it became the focal point, but I could say that it's a fascinating history of Kol Nidre that does relate to Masech Nasadarim that maybe will be Zaycha to explore, maybe not. Maybe people will be Zaycha to explore themselves. And similarly, Hataras Nadarim that we do um, in Rosh, Rosh Hashanah, where that comes from, if that has any relation. But 
that's again we're now just talking mefarshim plain uh, bibliographical information so that's what but bottom line is i'm just showing is this this this, this the rid even is going this far possibly possibly if that's how you read it okay now lemaisa what could be an explanation for this so there's a, there was an interesting person um to put it mildly named yakov reichman so he wrote multiple sfarim, dozens and dozens of articles all over in the different newspapers, journals, everywhere at the time in the 1860s, 70s, 80s. And um, sadly, he left behind a crazy amount of Savim that was not printed, that are still some waiting in manuscript. Anyway, so he wrote a small Chibur called Toldus Meshpachas Rappaport, where he deals with an interesting Chibur called Mincha Belula. In the back, he has an aris on um, what he talks about over there, and he, and he t- brings down this Rebudai Gain. It brings down a few sources of this of the Rishayim, but they talk, they didn't learn it. They didn't learn it. So he asked the obvious question: Why didn't they learn it in these yeshivas? What's going on? And, and the, also the significance is where Yudah Gain is early on in the Gainim. So like the Gainim Bechlal didn't learn Masechnas Nevdarim is strange. He tries to link it as a suggestion. He does not elaborate on it that maybe it had to do with um, um, Karayim type of situation that people are going to come to be Mazalzal in how the halachas and the dharam are learned out from sukkim, and which will cause fights with the karayim. Okay, whatever, that's one possibility. But another possibility which he throws out there is, is that if they, if there's going to be, if they're going to learn a bi'iyun, the yeshivas were very big in those days, he says. Um, and big is relative. But there were a lot of talmidim, and if the people would come up with all that term, there would be parots in inyanim and the dharam. So they didn't want to learn Nadarm so that people should not know different Hatarim and be makel, very makel in Nadarm. What's interesting is is two two interesting sources relating to that. One is that the Ramban in um, Parshish Matis in the beginning says not to teach everyone to be um, um, how to be mafir uh, mafir neder only chachme Yisrael because shaloi yinagu kalus roish b'nedarim. Then you should teach them. So there's some makam um, seeing this Ramban. There might be something behind this theory of Yaakov Reifman. Lemaisa, um, um, Shaul Lieberman has a whole chapter in his book, um, Greek and Jewish Palestine, where he talks about Bechlal, Nadarim. We see that already in the times of Chazal, the Hamayin Am were taught, ta- when you learn Masechta, they were very mezalzal in Lushen, which is what's going on in this Masechta a lot. They were, they, um, um, and people just were, which is what ultimately Reifman is suggesting is behind the, 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 the Heters. People are going to be Mazalzal in their Kayach Hadibur. Interestingly enough, as a um, as uh, the famous statement is Merechen Vegen Kayrach, so, so um, dafi, sometimes dafi, um, dafi, um, people that when we begin at a Masechet and Dafiyami, people like to try to find some linkage to the particular parsha. So as a cute thing with it, which is about Kayrach Adibur and the significance of Masechnes Nadarim, you'll see always people talking when they talk about Masechnes Nadarim, even without learning it, Kayrach Adibur, Kayrach Adibur, is that this week, the Dafyami began it on Thursday, which was in Parshas Noyach. In Parshas Noyach, there's a famous Rashi that, not Rashi, there's a famous Medrash based on the Psukim about speaking Lushan, that the Torah went out of its way to use extra words, three extra Tevis, not to Lohitzi Davar Mipiv, not to use um, Lushainus of Tommy, so to speak. That's what the, the, the Pesukim went out of, the, out of its way when it says in the beginning of Parshas Noyach, Mikol Behemah Toyer, Tikach Shiva 
ish, then it says, Minabehim Ashaloi Tahira. It doesn't say Tes Mem Aleph. Why not? That's what the Medrash says. So it's a cute thing because this is what's what lies a little bit behind um, the Dharm. Okay, anyway, the point is that um, the gear size is very hard. Just to mention, we always point out is the Dikduke Seifrim was not Zaricha to write his work on Mesechtas um, Nadarim, but there was a fellow, Ramart Chahayman, in it's I think in Chicago in, in 1943, he did it um, based on the Xavier Minchin. He does not have the Ha'aris of of um, Rev. Rabinovich, that type of style, but he at least he did some work in the Gersites. However, today, our generation was Zaycha. We have Mechon Talmud Israeli has two massive volumes on Masechus Nadarim based on all the manuscripts and a lot of other um, tools of this we've mentioned in the past that are available online. Okay, so um, there's also another tool just to throw out there. There's uh, Mishnayis of um, Mishnah's Eretz Yisrael series from the Safrai family. Also, um, somewhat of an academic, um, some people like it, some people hate it, um, tool out there for the Masechta. Akopanim, the bottom line is that this Masechta, at least in the times of the Gainim, there's been theories that they did not learn it, and um, we mentioned some theories why, but be that as it may, the Girsayis of the Masechta, the Lashon of the Masechta is different, and there's theories behind that, some of which we've mentioned. Okay, now, one last point relating to this is the riff. Does the do we, we is there a riff on the Masechta? So it seems that there is no riff on the Masechta. The problem is when you open up Yeshas Vilna, you'll see a riff. So what's the story behind that? So we will return to that um, 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 later on. And then one other point is just to conclude is that I mentioned I think I mentioned already before is that the Meiri points out when he talks about this he also says that the Taka did not learn and he's talking for the Rishonim it was not a Masechta learn okay so Adkan part one so it seemed that this Masechta was not learned the question is is that true or not okay so do you want to focus more now on the Shvera Lishonis the language. Issue, so to speak, different than other Masechtas, you want to go now to the Rishayim. So, whatever I'm going to say about the language issues, we said already, I don't want to spend more time on it. It's too um, boring for the, too technical and boring. We'll move on to more issues, the more pressing issues that people like to ask or ask about this Masechta, which is, I would assume the first thing that everyone loves to ask is, as you, as you said in the beginning, is when you open up your Masechta, it looks very different. So we have Rashi. Is it Rashi? Is it so now, when you open up your first print, if you have in your house uh, standing by a Shas Venetia, when the first printings of the Shas, you'll see it says in the Shar, Mesechnas Nadarim, and Pirish Rashi Vitaisvis. Then it says immediately afterwards, Rabbeinu Nisim Harash, Avlataisis, Enimim Kaimam, Kiim Besaifa Mesechta. This is the first Shas. You open up the Shas, it, you'll see it has Rabbeinu Nisim on the left side. Actually, yeah, on the left side. And the right side, it doesn't say what it is. And the bottom of the page is something called the rush. And then if you turn to the back, you'll see there is Tysus. Which is not usually we have Tysus on the side and we have Rashi. So now, so the it's interesting. Right away, we see the Shar, it's saying Rashi. It does not say Rashi. In other Masechtas, the Mashal, um, in other Masechtas, does it point out Rashi? It actually doesn't say Rashi. But I guess, so someone opening up his, uh, and if he has handy, his Shas Fenetzi from the first printing of the Shas, the first few printings, 
you would assume it's Rashi like any other thing and look short. So you might think it's Rashi and, and you you might wonder why is there a ran on the side and why is Tasis in the back? Okay. So the question is, is this really Rashi? And this is a question everyone loves to talk about. So we're not going to go through all the ins and outs of all the, the, the people that talk about it. Baruch Hashem today, a little more than 10 years ago, a fellow under a pen name wrote an article in a journal called Yerusha Seinu. At that time, he was a bacher, and he wrote it It's called his, under a pen name, Rabbi Yehuda Kayan. At that time, he was a bacher. I forget where he was learning. Um, Lamaisa, after he got married, he admitted who, that it was him. His name is Aaron Gabay. He's a prolific writer today. He's, he writes, we've quoted him in the past in various series. He writes a lot about Rishayim and also a lot about various Meshachayis of Tefillah. I believe he lives in Tifrach. So he wrote a massive piece on Rashi, on Nadarim, and if Rashi is the Rashi Nadarim, and who is, if it's not Rashi, who is the parish of Rashi, I would say it's 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 mamish kedai to read. It's almost fifty pages. It's very kedai to read just because you get a lot of ideas not only in Nadarim, but in about Rashi in general. Also, he has other many interesting ideas on other mesechtas and bechlal about the parish of Rashi and the base medrash of Rashi. And this is available with Hebrew books. Someone can reach out to you. You can reach out to me and I will send you a PDF. And as I'm going to mention, he, he, even though he says he reaches his conclusion, which we'll discuss in a moment, very confidently, with great confidence, he, then he changes his conclusion in the next issue a year later in the same journal called Yusha Seinu. And we'll say what he says there also. But even it's also fascinating because he brings down what everyone says, all the possibilities and it's very, very interesting. I'm not going to go through, as I said, it's 50 pages. There's no in the world. I'm going to bore myself or everyone with all the details. Um, he does write, actually, and I found this very interesting. He writes that someone named Yeshua Yankelowitz, a friend of mine, told him that in Lakewood, when they learned the Durham a bunch of years ago, someone gave out copies and people were much learning this article. Being, I, I can't, I'm, I'm more skeptical. I don't really believe that many people are reading this article. People probably didn't know about it, but today it's much easier. Um, you come on the internet, probably if you search in Google, Rashi Nadarm, you might even get the one of the first hits will probably be this article. Okay. Anyway, he, the first thing to start with is, is that the mainstream Rishayinah that we have on the Masechta do not, do not, such as the Rajra, the Ran, the Rush, the Rid, and um, the Baliatasis even that we have, which we'll discuss later on. We're going to discuss about them very shortly. They do not bring anything from Rashi on the Masechta. That is usually an indication that they didn't, there's no, at least they did not have a Rashi on the Masechta, and they did have Rashi on other Masechtas. Um, strangely, we find, and back to the Shas Venetia, this Shas now has a Rush and the Ran. We don't find the Ran writing this type of Pirish on any other Masechta. Okay? We, um, just as a sidetrack, this Ran, what's the story with this Ran before we get back to Rashi? Is, is um, so the Ran. I always heard when I when I was growing up, my father used to say that it was like he was literally having a magachir with the, the way the Ran Rashi was amazing in all Masechtas that we have Rashi, but he's very cryptic and straight to the point. The Ran writes more out, more clear, and you always felt you felt pushed like you had a sheer of someone explaining to you every single prop. I, I just heard last night that uh, Rabbi, from Rabbi Avishai David, who learned by Rav Salvechik for many years, that Rav Salvechik of Boston, as some like to call him, or of Wayu for others, or whatever. Anyway, they um, so he would call him the Rosh Shiva. That's how he referred to the Ran on the Masechta. Um, 
But okay, that 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 that's how some people re, um, refer to. It. So the question is, what shot? The answer is, is most likely he didn't do this father masechtes because most masechtes or um, we have a parish of Rashi, so he didn't need to go and write this type of style parish. That's a possibility. It's it's not necessarily muhrach. Um, he wrote other he wrote other purusha. Maybe on the Dharam he learned it very well, and then they've had it, whatever, so they put it there. But okay. The Maisa, the Rush, also doesn't write this type of parish on, on other Masechtas. We do have the Rush, the Psakim in the back of the Rush, which we have in this Masechta, and Taisa Sarash, which we'll also discuss. But but this type of style of Rush parish, we also don't have. Okay. The Maisa, the Namuka Yosef, um, normally brings down the Rashi on the Masechta. In this Masechta, we have Namuka Yosef. He never brings down Rashi, he brings down the Ran. And the Kitzer, this fellow, goes through various, numerous Rayas that it's not that the Rishonim did not have a Sefer on Rashi. Okay, fast forward, 1962. Um, a Sefer comes out, which makes him a Pechon, it's for, for numerous reasons, from Rabbi Vram Minahar. We spoke a little bit about him. This is an incredible Rishon, and in Nadarim, it made waves. It has a beautiful Askama, Rabbi Baron Cutler has a very nice Askama about it, Rev Rav Meisha and others. And this was published by Rev, what's known as the Bloy Rishonim. This is probably one of the main Rishonim that put him on the map. Um, this Rabbi Raminahar and Adar. Now, one of the things Rabbi Raminahar is Isaacin is being handling the Rambam. But what do we find in this Chibur? Throughout the Chibur, he brings Rabbeinu Shleima, and it's assumed to be Rashi. So he at least had something called Rashi. This parish, just as a side, we saw, uh, became beautiful. But there was a vart in this in this parish that's quoted often um, in the, by today. I imagine when the first few people came across it, they were excited. But today, I think everyone um, it's more famous. Which is there's a famous ugly talent as Agdama, where he talks about if you could, if you're supposed to have simcha and hano and you learn Tyra. and it seems people say you're not supposed to. You're not supposed to have hano. Um, uh, anyway. The Eglitaal's maskana and his Agdam is Avada Torah is to have a no. You're supposed to have a no. When this Reb Avram and Ahar came out in the Dharam Daf Memches Amid Aleph, it says specifically this whole piece beautifully. That's the Iker of learning is to have Hana. So this piece became very famous. So Bekitzer, this. Um, safer, amongst other things, you now have evidence of possibly a Rashi on the Masechta. Anyway, this fellow Gabai goes through um, other possibilities about about discussion. Lamaisa, they seem to have discovered some pages in different places that might be Rashi. Lamashal, there's a Chibur from the Shittim Akubetzis. Now, not only is there, what, and to, for this also to mention as follows, like this. The Shita Mikubetzis has a Chibur on Nadar, which we'll get to listing when it comes to print. But they recently found, and Mechon Talmud Yisraeli printed this, is that the Shita Mikubetzis wrote Ha'aris. He was very Isaac. People that learn Kachim know this. He wrote Ha'aris Be'iyun on Kachim about the Girsais. He was very, amongst other, not only was he Isaac in collecting the Rishainim, he was Isaac to understand the gears, the proper Girsais in the Gemara, and they are found in Chaz Vilna, and there's new manuscripts of that also. Okay. So not, uh, what was added in recent years, maybe even the early 90s only, was that he also did this for Masechnes Nadarim, and they printed the whole Hebrew, Mechon Talmud Yisrael. So already there, he's handling if Rashi is Rashi or not. It seems that I, um, he's probably the first person to be Ma'ayur Beferish, that Rashi is not Rashi. And um, bottom line is, 
um, um, Bechlal, this Chibur of the Shingon just to throw out there, might be that the Arizal, who was his Chavrusa, um, might have learned these Ha'aris also might be with him. This is its own fascinating story, not for now, just to throw that out there. Akopanim is that there's a long list collected in the Skabai's article of people that talk about it, of, of um, people handle if there's steers in Rashi. There's no steers in Rashi if it's not Rashi. Okay, so, but bottom line is that in the conclusion of his first article, because of Rabbi Vamanahar and a few other cases, he said it seems possibly Rashi did write a parish on the Dharam, not we don't have, it's not on the printed page. And it might be those few things that are printed by a few different people and, and what Rabbi Vermanahar quotes extensively from this parish and a few other people. That was his maskana in article number one. Okay. Lemaisa, um, article, in article number two, he says no. He, he, at the end, after reevaluating the evidence, he comes to the conclusion there was no Rashi at all on Masech Nostadar. Okay, that that that's his. I would say he's the Paisik Achrin in the sugya of 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 Rashi Nadarim. But the problem is, in, in Article Number One, he says, but he, to excuse him, he was very young. He was before his Hasna even when he wrote this article, and it's beyond incredible. And immediately after, even though he writes Mahalach Number One and he comes with great confidence in the first article, why? when he gets to the second article, he he changes it around. And in general, one has to be very careful. Two things. One is. Be very careful when you're writing such a thing in, at a young age with such confidence. Not that there's anything wrong with what he said. And two, you always have to constantly check uh, um, to see. Sometimes someone writes a big article, and it could be his chayzer, because people are that's the mile of articles. People could be ma'iru you, and he might have made a mistake. So you got to check up. And talk of the next year already, he did this. A lot of times you find someone writes an article in the magazine. I, I've mentioned in the past that it's chatayini maskir. Sometimes I read the, there's a, I read the parts of the mishpacha. Magazine, so you'll find that someone can make a big mistake and they correct it in the next week. But people don't look for the correction, so a lot of times there's a major achrayus when you print, which the scabba is aware of. But you have to also be careful um, not to fall into mistakes. But mistakes happen. There's nothing to talk about. Everyone is human, and mistakes are very common. Akopanim, this is a conclusion in this in these articles. Now, but what's also significant is, but who's the mafarish? Lamai said there's a parish on the side. Okay, but so bottom line is we have the Mefarish over here. So what's John the Mefarish? So this Gabai, this article, one of the credible things is he's able to identify that there's five different Perushim going, not, he doesn't know the names, but there's based on styles and all different things that he explains very clearly in this article. This It's collected, composed of from five different um, Rishayinim, um, or people from the times of the Rishayinim, or methods of, of he's able to identify this. I, I'm not going to get into the details. And you'll say it's very strange. Why is there a, a Rishon of Perish on the side that's composed of five different different people, possibly? And the answer is it's not so strange. If you know Tysis, the composition of Tysis, they the printers look for material to have a running Perish on the side. So they would take what they had. So if there was, let's say, Godel A wrote up to Davzayin, and but they needed to continue. So they got a second Godel. They, they took what they were able to get. Sadly, they didn't give us the inside information of what's what, and they published it. So this is what the Mefarish is. He's able to identify that it's composed of multiple, possibly multiple authors, up to five different authors, I believe it is. Anyway, if you want to read all about this, it's very interesting in this article from Gab. Okay, Adkan, Rashi, and the Mefarish. We move on, going back to the page. This is the, this is the Ran. We also discussed the Ran and the Rush. What about Tysus? So Tysus, we said it's not even on the side, it's on the bottom. In the, in the first Venetia Shas, it's in the back. What's going on here? So Lamaisa already the Taz writes in Yerdea Reishud Zions of Katan Lamed that the Tysus over here is full of mistakes. 
Okay, and this, and others bring down such a thing. Also, we said the Marsha earlier on says a similar thing in the beginning of of Nodarim. for centuries, Tysus was murdered to understand. Baruch Hashem, in our generation, there was some improvements. Number one is Tysus Rabbeinu Peretz. At least two Chiburim that are Meyuchas Rabbeinu Peretz came out in the in the late eighties. Uh, Tysus Yishanim came out on the first half of the Dharma in 1966 from someone in England. And the Tysus Rush came out from Batal Dablitsky in 2001, and later on again he reissued it through Meister of Cook. If one wants to understand the whole story of the Balea Tysus on this Masechta, this Aaron Gabay who wrote about Rashi, he wrote an additional article, which is available by PDF. For me, I could send it to you by PDF. One could get it online also. Um, and here he wrote this article in the Kaivitz Chitzig Volume Tess, all about the um, now, so Ad Khan, we discussed some of the Rishayinim that existed, the Shar, um, and some of the tools about that. Fine. But what's clear is that, be that as it may, if it's not Rashi, but there's Rishayinim, so it's the Masechta is being learned, which is going back to our original question. Now let's go to the Tkufas Achreinim. So Mordechai Breuer um, is Metzayin to Maram Mintz, early, early, uh, early um, I guess, Late Rishon, early Achim, whatever you want to put him in the in the in the line, he says, It sounds clearly that it was learned. Masechnes Nedarim was learned. Okay, so now the question is, Lamaisa, um, are there Achreinim on the Masechta, and when do Achreinim start coming out, and, and really when do when does the material out there on the Masechta? Because as, even though I mentioned to you there's, the tis, there's these tools for Tysis, that's only in the past 20, 30 years. So that's the question. So first, the Rajba, he's first printed in 1720 and then a few other times. But the Rajba is not so big on the Masechta. So the Rajba, I would not put as um, so big in the list of Svarim on the Masechta. Okay. The Meiri, interestingly enough, is printed in 1795, a useful parish. He might be bringing Rashi uh, also... That's its own discussion. Okay. What happens is, in 1795, a chibur called Ishe Hashem is printed. Now, this chibur, this is where the game changer begins. This is where the Ramban, the Ritva, and the Muke Yosef come to light. After that, at least, there was some Rishayim to work with other than what was on the page for the Masechta. Um, and we could see there's really no... I was not able to find any real Achreinim that Mamish, except for one, which we'll discuss momentarily, that was Mamish Isaac on the Masechta beforehand. Uh, as far as Shiurim, if they if it was in part of, of the curriculums in the 1700s, it's hard to know. It seems like maybe it was, but I, I can't pinpoint sources so much one way or the other. Okay, so now this Chibur Ishi Hashem has on it the Ramban, the Ritzvah Numuki Yosef. Fine. What is the Ramban doing over here? So the Ramban... Was a big fan of the Rifki Adua, and as Oded Israeli writes in his new book on the Ramban, a beautiful book, but it's already out of print. He mentions that the Ramban was was very into the Rif, which we know, and certain places where he was not, where he didn't write a Chibur, he was Mamshech to do Alpida Derech of the Rif. This is what he does in Masechnas Nedar. Okay, Lamaisa, this is, seems to be not so well, so um, so Pashat. We'll see in a second. Um, and that's, but, but bottom line is, this is where, where it begins, so to speak. This Rishon, the Ramban, printed in, in those years. It's printed again a few times. Um, now, Shmuel Ashkenazi wrote a book called Harifu Mishnasai under a pen name of Shol, of, um, Shol Schaefer. And he has two, three pages devoted to this Chibur. And he says, at first, when it first came out, the, 1790, the 1795 edition, it was clear. Who is it? 
it's the Ramban, and he, it's nothing to do with the riff. You say it's, it's he's being mashed on the riff. At a later edition, at some point in time, we find that there's a Hebrew, and it seems to say it's the riff. It sounds like people believed that they discovered the riff on the Dharm. Lamaisa, there's a letter from that the Yeshua's Yankiv and his son, they, they felt that it was the riff. Um, today, it seems to be that they're accepting that it's not. Um, okay, anyway, bottom line is that there's this Hebrew. Okay, now, in this Hebrew is the Ritva. But the Shaila is, is this the Ritva or not? This also has been discussed at great length. Lamashal is a Mishnah Brewer in Simon Samach Beis. In a beer halacha, he says, So you see, number one is he's assuming it's the Rif, and number two is he's assuming it's the Ritva. Lamaisen, we look in the Archa Shulchan and also, he goes a lot into the Ramban, he quotes a lot the Ramban, the Ritva, and the Muki Yosef. He's clearly going, it's the Ritva. Lamaisa, it's been discussed at great length if it is the Ritva or not, based on all different types of things, Asterius, etc., etc. I'm not going to go into it, but Baruch Hashem, our Dar was Zaycha to the. Not only do we have the Yevamis Ritva from Araran Yafin, we have Nadarim, the Ritva is also by Araran Yafin. Dua, his Hagayis are amazing. People love them. But his Hagdam over here is incredible. We see Mamlish him holding in Ritva, unbelievable, where he discusses all the issues raised to prove, to come to the conclusion that it is the Ritva. Okay, so bottom line is this Chibur with these three Rishayim is the game changer. Now, fast forward 1860, the Sheet Mugabetzis comes out. Now, we already mentioned that there's a different Chibur of Ritzal Ashkenazi. That's not what came out. That only comes out in the 1990s. Fine. So Adkan Rishayim, we meant that, that, that came out. And what about Achrayim? So there's, interestingly enough, there's a Chibur similar to Yamin from a Binyamin Rappaport. So a Baruch Rappaport, it comes out in in seventeen ninety eight. Sorry, not seventeen ninety eight, seventeen eighty eight. And this parish, the Mechaber of the Sefer writes in his Agdama, he's looking for an area for him to put his so speak sink his teeth into because he doesn't want to write about other areas that everyone wrote about. So he locates what Nadarim and Shvuas, and he writes to be in the Kaperish on it Lamaisa in the Mechon Yushalayim. Chibur on Shulchan Aruch on Yaradeh, they put it in the back. It's a halacha-oriented safer, but it goes through the sugis very bien. Okay. Fast forward to the 1839. Rabbi Shloyme the prolific writer who wrote endless amount of svarim, Adayayim, just on al they're about to finish, or they did finish, uh, they're about to finish al with something like close to 50 volumes on the parishes. But he wrote on every area of Tyra, on the Durham. So he wrote a Hebrew called Nidri Zrizin in 1839, volume 1 comes out, 1855, volume 2 comes out. Kedarka Bekaydish, it's halacha oriented, and goes through the Shas very well. In our generation, Machon Shlam Kluger put it out. Kedarka Bekaydish, you can't get it today, sadly, but at least some version of it, I mean, on its Achachma, it exists. And the older version exists on Hebrew books. And it's a very important Chibur. Lamaisa, just to mention bibliographical information, right away on the front page, he says, a piece that was supposed to be inside the Sefer, it popped in, I see it, and it says, Yedidi harav ha-goyin ha-gadol Which is very interesting because they had a very, very interesting relationship. Definitely at a later point in time, he was not calling them Ratzchayis, Yedidi harav ha-goyin ha-gadol. But we see that in 1839, he still liked them. Okay, another interesting thing is that the Haskama of the Sefer, or the person involved with the printing, was Rebbe Yezer Halevi Ish Horowitz, the author of the Yad Eliezer, who was famous for being involved with the, the source for the whole controversy about Matzitzah Pen, the Chsam Sefer, which we already mentioned in the episode on the Archlaner, um, to, to see the article from Dr. Shlomo Sprecher. Okay, fast forward a few years later, 1851, the Shoyal puts out a work, Yavis Nadarim, which is Be'in on Shulchan Aruch, Kedark Amazing Sefer, fine. 
It's brought down by the Paiskim, example, the Archa Shulchan. Okay. We move on. There's a Sefer Haflos Nadarim, 1865, from a Rav Yosef He has impressive askamas from, from different Gedolim, amongst them the Beis Halevi, the Tanatosefta, fine. Then you have 1869, the Karen which is in the yeshiva world a very popular sefer, a popular sefer, which we've discussed a few times in the past. Okay. 1880 becomes, comes out a sefer, Shalmi Nadarim, which again, um, he writes that there's the Rishonim, which he has, which is the Ran, the Rosh. And then he says, um, he also points out, um, So he's um, the Rabbanon Savroi. What does he say? That they already did it. So the Rabbanon Savroi, what is he saying? He's blaming on the printers, but we're saying it's really way, way back. But Bekitzer, we have the Hagoyis of the Bach, and Rabbi Pick, and and also the Rashash. Okay, Bekitzer, he talks about that. The, um, this is his parish. What does he use? He also throws out Nagdama. As I said already, there's a Mapecha done ready from 1795. The Nemukiyais the Ritva on the Ramban that we were Zeich in our generation. This is what the Shalmei Nadarim says, and Kiyodua and the, the Chibur. He has a few pages of ours from the Great Adaris. Okay. Okay, well, this is the 1880s. Now we move to 1903. Rabbi Sro Rosenberg wrote a sefer, Yadis Nadarm. Now, this person is very famous. Who are is he famous? It, he wrote a sefer. It, it explains the Kaloimars of Rashi and Duran. Okay. But he's more famous for being the author and possibly the inventor of the Golem of Prague. I am in the, all the various articles of of uh, Dr. Lyman about this and Kamakaime to talk about it now. But here he shows to be, and there's other writings of his also, he's a tremendous, not only was he a, uh, able to create the Gailam, etc., etc., he was a tremendous Talmud Chacham and people liked the Sefer. Fast forward 1913, there's a Sefer of Risol Falak, a Nadarim. 1936, you have a Hafla Nadarim, um, it's Haflois Nadarim in 1936. Okay. I already mentioned that our generation was Zaycha. What do we have? We have Avram Benahar, we have some Rashis, we have Taisis Yishanim. Also, there's an interesting, we, we mentioned already that there's a Shitim Gobetzas. It turns out from the same Dar of the Shitim Gobetzas, there's a Chibur from the Haredim. This was also, when was this printed? This is printed in the, I think, the late 90s, um, a Chibur from, in one of these Kvatsim, I think it's called Bris Avram, it might be also available on Hebrew books. Okay, so these are some of the achreinim that are out there on the Masechta. Just to be Messiah, um, one last um, area, which is Halacha Lamaisa, and, and that is as follows. Kiyadua, when one learns Dalach al Kishulchan Arch, and you're moving out of Archaim already, one of the great Svarim that we have is Archa Shulchan. So the Archa Shulchan, certain parts, is missing. One of those parts is Hilchus Nadarim. Baruch Hashem, our Dar was Zaycha, that, we fa- that they found, Simcha Fishbein found by the family, the Barilan family, the Ksavyad, and he published it, and it's mamish, incredible, incredible, incredible. One could see when you go through it. Um, it's Kedai, even if you don't learn um, Halacha the other times, but it just gives you a lot of insight in the Masechta. He's very Be'iun, Kedarka Be'kaidesh. He quotes, actually interesting, Simos Benyamin, Yadis Nadarim, and the Rishayim that he had, most notably, is the Ritz of the Ramban and Yosef. Okay, now just to conclude, what about Halacha Lamaisa of current days? So the, the famous Rav Bloy, of the Sanhedria area in Eretz Yisrael, Rav Yaakov Yishai Bloy, famous for his, for his Bers Yehuda. So less known is that he wrote many other Svarim, um, uh, set on Chayish Mishim, Pesach So in Hilchus, 
the Durham, he has a Sefer Nidra Yaakov, the kids write in Askama that he was mamush while he was in Yusurim towards the end. He, this is what he was working on. Amaisa, they printed it right after he died, a very Kadai Sefer. Interestingly enough, this Sefer quotes a lot from a, a more contemporary Sefer called Kol Nidre, Kabbalah's Fatars Nadarim Munhagim from Yitzvak Shtasman. This came out in 2008. It is over a thousand pages. No, sorry, it's 860 pages. Incredible, incredible work in the Sugis and the Dharam, Halacha Lamaisa, for one to use. And to conclude, from Rabbi Shlomo Zalman Orbach, um, as we speak, they're putting out the various notebooks and shiurim of his. So, Amin Cheshleima, volume of his on the Dharam, with uh, also emphasis on Halacha Lamaisa, is available out there. These are some of the Svarim. What we see from all this is that. The Sikum is that in the times of Gainim, it seems they did not learn the Dharam so much. Rishayim, it seems yes. Okay. Achrayim, we see there's a period of a few hundred years, it's not so much learned. There's a revival once, 1790s, the printing press, let's say the Rishayim help it. Then you find Achrayim slowly start coming out. Throughout the 1800s, there are various works on the Masechta. Today, it's considered one of the Yeshivish Masechtas. I'm ready before the war was considered Yeshiva Shemasechta, I guess, because it was learned in Valajan and Mir, and there's numerous, numerous Yeshiva Shesfarim on the Masechta, which is not in my, above my pay grade to talk about. Adkan, the Svarim, some of the information about Masechnas Nadarim. Thank you very, very much. As always, I think you mentioned enough Svarim that many people probably have never heard of, so take out your pen and paper. Um, any questions, suggestions, please reach out to myself at shwadem at ou.org or Rabbi Dr. Brutt, Eliezer Brutt at gmail.com. Of course, sponsorships are always welcome. Thank you very much.